Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Tennessee improves to 8-0 on the season, 4-0 inside SEC play. A 44-6 win over Kentucky in a game that was never close. Kentucky scored on its second offensive possession of the football game, misses the PAT, and that's all she wrote. It was Tennessee from the get-go. Austin Price, Eric Kane, Brent Hubbs. Austin, what a performance from Tennessee. Not just the offense. We expect that from the offense, but the defense as well. Yeah, defensively, I said this in the two-minute drill, I thought Tennessee could win this game by 30 points. It just wasn't 44-6. I didn't think Tennessee would only allow six points. Um, you know, I, Will Levis, uh, I joked, you know, looked more like undrafted free agent than top ten pick. Um, he was not very good tonight. Rodriguez did have the one drive where Hype said, you know, he kind of got going and, and getting to the second level. Outside of that, you know, Tennessee's defensive line dominated. Um, Hubbard talked about it in the two-minute drill. DJ Terry was great. I thought Omari Thomas made plays. Tennessee was able to get home off the edge of Byron Young a few times. So... <clears throat> You know, just, just a dominating, suffocating performance. And then the corners hover, you know, Brandon Turnage stepping up. Maybe he's the Josh Dobbs of defense. Just, you know, practice, okay, turn it on on Saturdays, and he just plays better. I mean, you know, he played really, really well at Alabama in his, in his, in his opportunity. He obviously got knocked out last week with the, you know, kind of jammed his neck up against the padding and had to come out of the game. But then tonight was really, really good, had a pick. And then Danico Slaughter. You know, just play him. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the takeaway here is did they find did they find some answers at corner that they've been looking for? Josh Heupel said, you know, their coverage was tighter. Eric, I think their coverage was tighter because you had two corners who played pretty fearless out there. And I, yeah. I think we both think Danico Slaughter doesn't have any fear in the way he plays the game of football. And I think Brandon Turnage played with a lot of confidence. It was kind of it was kind of neat to see that group grow within the game and I thought that they as the game went along the more they just got they got tighter and tighter on coverage and like we're not worried about getting thrown over our head yeah uh, yeah they were they were really good tonight and you know let's be real Danico Slaughter kind of references after the football game by the way no filter for the microphone <laughs> no no he has no filter for anything yeah you kind of got to respect that a little bit but you know not a very experienced group of wide receivers for Kentucky there's some talent there Barry on Brown's gonna be really good Dane Key made some plays but um you know, this was kind of the perfect game for Danico Slaughter to slide out and play his first ever cornerback in a football game for Brandon Turner to get, you know, 50, 60 snaps, whatever it was. So they did a really, really nice job. I thought DeJon Terry up front. I thought Amore Thomas up front. I thought Aaron Beasley. And Juwan Mitchell, for the most part, flew around and made some plays as well. I was just, Brent, I was impressed with this defense from top to bottom. Kentucky is not going to score 40 points a game. Kentucky is not super explosive. But it is a team good enough to beat you and. I mean, that wasn't even a thought tonight. No, I mean, again, I thought that they had a great scout for, for this team, uh, for Kentucky. Tim Banks did. I thought they had a great rhythm uh, in terms of – it felt like they were in Kentucky's hip pocket, like they yeah. knew what was coming. 
They played the, the screen stuff really well. They, they did a lot of good – they did a lot of really good things. Are they going to play better offense moving forward? Absolutely. Okay, we know that. Tight ends. We know the Georgia game is going to be a total different challenge. But for a group – for a defense that's had a hard time getting off the field on third down, to only give up two third down conversions in this game, and one of those was on that – whatever that seven-minute or eight-minute drive Kentucky was where they're like, we just don't want to punt it back to you. Yeah. Like we're not going to really try to score to end the game. We just don't want to give you the ball back. I mean, I mean, seriously, you really want did you to not score there. We don't want you to hang fifty. On yeah, that. I mean that's that was basically. I hey, Tennessee with the eleven minutes to go, they're sitting there milking the play clock down. I'm like, geez, you know. So, I, but but again, I, I thought it was a really complete performance on defense. Give, should give them some confidence moving mm-hmm. forward and, and offensively. Josh Heupel's got exactly what he wants. They scored 44 points, and he's going to go to that film room on Monday. Say so we should have scored 60. We, we left three touchdowns out there easy because yeah. we didn't do a couple things we needed to do, which is perfect for what Josh Heupel's looking for. As he said in his postgame, this team's not played its best football yet. By the way, too, shout-out to, to, to Paxton Brooks tonight. Yeah, he rebounded. You know, he did. He punted the ball really and a well. a boomer in the first half, and then, and then those two dropped inside the five. Well, and here's yeah. the thing, too. We talk about culture and buy-in, and all that stuff gets over, overblown and over-talked, right? Jimmy Holiday is playing, what, eight snaps a game, mm-hmm. ten snaps a game? And, and like having that. a fair catch most of them. He's fair catching that. But you know what? He fielded two punts inside the five-yard line strictly on effort plays. Yep. I mean, he just he flat-out flew down the field and did what he needed to do. You know, that's a guy I'm sure wants to play more, but he's accepting the role he's in right now, and, and he's and he's playing. Yep. And so that, that's another example of kind of where this team is. Josh Heifel talked about it afterwards, Eric, that, you know, it's a fun locker room right now. I mean, how's it not, right? These, yeah, yeah. these kids are having a lot of fun. No, they are, and they deserve to have a whole lot of fun after games. I mean, you win 44-6. to six. You're uh, undefeated. You don't have a loss on your on your schedule. Uh, you know we're going to spend all next week, Austin, talking about Georgia and what a, what a big week this is going to be. Uh, but game what a, days already announced they're going. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's the big. But you I knew mean, they would. Yeah, everybody. I mean, the whole world's there. What a big night for Jalen Hyde, of course. Now a record holder in Tennessee lore. Yeah, I got to meet you know Chad Johnson before the game, and you know Chad I, Johnson I, become the mascot. It's like Smokey <laughs> and Chad Johnson this season. I, I you know I asked him. I said, "Do you know anything about Marcus Nash?" And I, I kind of did put him in a tough spot. It's like my dad. My dad is the king of walking up to me and going, "Hey, do you remember this person? Hey, Craig, why don't you help me out and say do you remember Billy Bob?" And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, I know hey, you, Craig's Billy Bob. Good people now. Okay. He is the greatest, the, the best, best dad on the earth. But he's still the king of setting you up in those ways. So." <laughs> and my mom will tell you that. I set Jalen up in a bad way. I kind of felt like my dad. Um, and I said, you know anything about Marcus Nash? He said, no, I've got to study up on Tennessee history. You know, you could tell he felt bad. Right, sure. um, but, I mean, he also said, man, I'm just focused on – I don't even want to worry about 14 touchdowns. You know, just keep throwing me the ball and we'll see how many I can score. We'll tell him up at the end of the year and see what the, see what the record is. And, again, wide open. On so many of those plays tonight. <laughs> that's that, that's my thing. One of those JJ Wright or JJ Weaver, whatever the outside linebacker was on him. It's like okay, that that should not ever happen to Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, I mean, and you keep looking at that, and you keep saying, "Well, boy, they busted that." But it's like Alabama tried to cover him with a slot nickel guy and a linebacker and bracket coverage, and they scheme him open. And then it's like, I mean, I think Rob asked the question about. You know, is this is this talent? Is this scheme? And Josh Hopkins like, it's talent because they have to execute it. There's a little scheme involved because I mean, three of Hyatt's four catches tonight. He finished with four, or is there five in there? I think there was four. 
But anyway, three of them, there wasn't anybody in the zip code. Five. Five, okay. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't anybody around him when he caught the football. And um, it, it's crazy to me that they can get that, that slot position guy open the, the way that they get, they're getting him open. Lots of things, lots of praise to a lot of guys. Jalen Wright, have you a night. Mm-hmm. Probably should have got more carries than what he got. He could have easily had a 150-yard yeah. night tonight the way he was playing. Best balance, vision. Yeah. He, he, was, he was hot tonight. I he mean, really he, was. He's, he's the hardest runner, in my opinion, on the team. It's just, you know, sometimes he puts the ball on the ground. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Well, tonight they were trying to tackle the football. He did a good job holding on to it. But yeah. really good balance. A couple of really nice runs. Um... You know, again, you're just seeing individuals get better, which means collectively your football team's getting better. I thought Donnell Wright played a really good game, and we'll learn more a lot on the on the rewatch. But uh, DJ Terry on the defensive line, I thought Donnell Wright looked really good on the offensive line. Uh, Hendon, again, this is—I mean—you're getting to that point this season, and you know I've never done this. It's been a while for you guys, but I mean, Hendon put up 200 and however many passing yards, 245, 19 of 25 for 245, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean. You start comparing that to Stroud every single week and everybody else. I mean, Hendon yeah, four is, total touchdowns because he ran for one. Hendon is continuing to keep pace, and he's a huge reason why Tennessee's where they are right now. He's playing good football. Yeah, a hundred percent. And again, you know, just you know, just total in sync. I mean, out of his six incompletions, I mean, there was a couple of them he just missed the guy. I mean, yeah. like you know, he, 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 he short hopped really... one. He he overthrew Brew down here on a dig that you know. Would have been a 15 or 16 yard catch before any type of yards after, uh, you know, contact. Uh, hey, uh, Hendon's just playing really, really good football, and yeah. you know, I, I think that you know uh, it's easy to state. Well, if, you know, he's going to be the reason Tennessee wins next week. It's not even his play; it's his belief. Like it's this whole like, this is our goal. This is our goal. This is our goal. Well, it all comes down to next week. I mean, you've now set yourself up to go play for it next week. You know, to you know, to so I mean, like this is the how moment he's we, been building towards. How many times have we heard him recount that conversation with Heupel when he said he was coming back? Hey, let's go get the championship. Let's go to Atlanta. Let's go get the championship. At the time last December, I'm not gonna lie, and I know everyone listening right now is probably with me. I'm like, okay, well that's cute, but I mean, really, you win next week, and you're gonna go play for one. Yeah, 100. percent It all comes down to next week. When if you lose, you're not. And you win, you are. I mean, I know technically Tennessee could still lose two of the next three, but that's not happening. Like South Carolina is 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 not a good football team. Uh, Missouri is not a good football team, and Vanderbilt is not a good football team. Well, you get through Saturday, you get past that game. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they're going to win or anything. I'm just yeah. saying the, the three games after that, they're playing three teams that can't score. Yeah. You're not going to beat Tennessee if you can't score. Yep. And they just those three teams have a hard time scoring, and Tennessee is going to be able to score. But back to Hendon, to, to me, it's just it's the control of the game that he has. Mm-hmm. Like, like his command on the sidelines with everybody, everybody looks to him. His command of the game pre-snap, his command of the game once the ball is snapped, Fans should really appreciate that because there's going to be look. There, there'll be other talented quarterbacks 
I mean, this is the same guy that Tennessee looked at in spring practice and winter workouts when they first got here and said, we need to go find a quarterback. Mm-hmm. We need to go find Joe Milton. Because, because Hayden Hooker was broke. His confidence was broke. Everything ended bad at Virginia Tech. It was not going the right way. And for him to be where he's at right now, it's one thing to play well. It's another thing to control a game. Yeah. He's yeah. in complete control of everything from the moment he walks into the stadium. It's yeah, pretty, I mean, pretty, pretty remarkable. It's second year of the system, but it's not just that. It's the work you put in, uh, in watching film, getting on that same wavelength as your coaches, but also your, you know, the players coming here and hitting the jugs like the receivers do, throwing a thousand routes on air throughout you know, a week of summer, whatever it is. Um, he has put in the work. And you're seeing it on the football field, and it's incredible, too. Um, it, it, it's pretty unique. Yeah, last thing for me, and I know we're wrapping up here. Here's the other hidden thing that's not been, that, that is out there. And I, somebody asked about this in the postgame. Look at the number of games Tennessee's stolen points at yeah. the end of the half and flip the script on the game. The Florida game flipped yeah. in, the, in the last four of the first half and the first four of the second half. LSU, they stole points yep. there. Right. Oh, thanks, Brian Kelly. Right. That. I mean, you, you you look at what they've done to be able to get points and flip the momentum of football games at the half. They did it in this game right here. I mean, well, they, they did they it totally last did. year against Kentucky. Yeah, they yep. totally did it again that. this year against Kentucky. Yeah. And and that's something that their belief in their system, their belief in their quarterback, but their aggressive play in those closing minutes of the first half have really paid dividends for this team. Last thing I do want to say, um, and, and Heupel made mention of this also in, in post game, Tennessee is getting healthier. But how critical was it? A few players talked about that too. Yeah, you know, I think Jalen said that, that next week they'll be the healthiest they've been uh, in a long, long time. Kamal hadn't dressed; he probably could have went tonight. If you had to have him. Christian Charles went through warmups; he was dressed. I, mean, I don't know if he could have went tonight or whatever, but. You have guys like that. Cedric Tillman played the first half, didn't take a snap in the second Which half. Which was smart. I mean, yeah. like, they had the lead. There was no point to play him, you know. And what 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 a nice – what? and, again, they're, they're not geniuses for doing this. This is what a lot of coaches should do. Design a couple things early, mm-hmm. script a couple things early, get the ball in his hand, let him get his feet Did you wet. hold your breath when he went out there and, and, and caught that high yeah, throw? Yeah, just let him, get, <laughs> let him get tackled a couple of times and, and then go from there. And obviously he played probably a few more snaps than they thought he was going to play, but it was smart to shut him down in the second half. Tennessee's getting healthy. Tennessee's playing good football. And Tennessee's rolling in with a lot of momentum, especially defensively. Again, six points allowed. This is not an offense that's going to you know be all Americans or anything, but a lot of good things from Tennessee's defense from this one. And the big stage, once again, we're going to spend all week long previewing Tennessee and Georgia, potentially number one and number two in the country. The college football playoff rankings, the first installment, comes out on Tuesday. We'll have that as well. But it's a big one on Saturday in Athens between the hedges, Tennessee and Georgia. And Tennessee is playing good football and rolling in with a whole lot of confidence. 44-6 to win over Kentucky. Tennessee 8-0, 4-0 in SEC play. And uh, we'll have continual coverage all at VolQuest.com throughout the weekend, Sunday and Monday into Georgia week. I appreciate you guys for listening. As always, here at the VolQuest.com mini podcast, I'm Eric Kane with Brent Hubs and Austin Price. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.